you could probably just kick those <laughs> if they're approaching. Yeah, I'm sure there's people out there who are yelling bad kitty as house cats are approaching them. Once again, it's time for the idiots. An objective defense of the 80s. From a couple of idiots. Welcome back to another episode of The Idiots, an objective defense of 1980s pop culture from a couple of idiots. My name is Will, and joining me as always is my friend and co-host, Ray. How you doing today? I'm great. You know, I think our names are almost too short for, like, an intro. I'm Will, and here's Ray. Well, we could lengthen them out and just... I'm William, you're Raymond. No, we could actually make it like, this is Will the Conqueror, and I am Ray the the Entertainer. You know, like, they, they do that all the time. So, we are not, we are actually guest-free today, much like we did just about a month ago. We are going in a different direction, giving our guests a week off. Yep, we're going to wrap up July, and we're going to thank some people, too, I believe. Yeah, because, you know, hey, we made it to an eighth episode. They said it couldn't be done. No, from what I've heard, most podcasts don't get past seven. Yeah, that sounds crazy, but we've got a lot planned out, so it's hard to believe that you can't make it past seven. But So yeah, we're going to thank a bunch of people for helping yeah. us get past the magic seven number. Should we do that right now? I don't uh, know. I think it's a teaser okay, right now. Yeah. We're going to save that for right. later. So um, I guess before we get to that, we should probably catch up on 80s news. All right, 80s news. Uh, Metallica. Yes, they're a band. Yes, the one in the big four from the 80s thrash metal bands. Okay, what are the other three, huh? Let me see. Um, so big four, what, they have to be like bands from the 80s? Yeah, this said? is this is oh, the big four gosh. thrash bands from the 80s. And this isn't something you made up. This no, is no, like this is legit. Fans this is, consider this yeah, the okay, This is legit. Four. Okay, I'm going to say um, it's got to be 80s though, huh? Mm-hmm. Because see, the first thing that came to mind was Iron Maiden. They didn't make it. Yeah. Would that even be considered an 80s band? Yeah. Well, okay. technically, they are from, they start a little they're in the 70s, yeah. but this is the the big four, pal. Come on. So, and what kind of, you said thrash? Thrash metal, yes. I, I think the other groups I'm thinking of probably would be considered more glam metal. I need Alex Ambrose here. Jeez, I'm drawing a blank. All right, wait, wait, this is an 80s band? Slayer. Slayer's one of them. Okay, Slayer, got it. All yep. Right. Two, you think I should really just get two? <laughs> well, we got Metallica. If I just Slayer. said two random heavy, heavy thrash metal <laughs> sounding names, you know, like... Uh, Savage. Is Savage one of them? No, oh, okay. Savage did not make the cut. I might have made that up. Uh, maybe it's a band. Is that a band? That's a real band. All right, look at that. So I don't look too foolish if I just say names that sound like <laughs> could, it could be. I don't know. What are the other two? Uh, that would be Megadeth and Anthrax. Oh, I should have gotten at least Megadeth. I don't know that I would have thought of Anthrax as thrash metal, but it's only because I know a few songs. Well, that's because you know them from Bring the Noise. Exactly. So, that's But yeah, they're, they're a part of the big four. Yeah. But anyways, in recent news, yeah. my boys in Metallica are not in a good light. Oh, no. What happened? We got the Live Nation ticket scam thing going on. I'm not familiar with that. Well, this guy named Tony, who works for Metallica... It's always a Tony. ...got together with Live Nation and pulled 88,000 tickets off the market to resale at a higher price on the secondary market. So, okay. Did he do this with Metallica's blessing? or? Well, according to Metallica, they're completely unaware that he did this. But he's like one of their best friends, hmm. and he still works for them after this happened. I see. So basically, they're ripping off their own fans yeah. to make money. So 40% of the resale went to Metallica. Wow. 12% went to Tony, <laughs> and 8% went to Live Nation on the scam. 
Wow. And Metallica's denying that they had any involvement in this. I see. And I have to say, this sucks because I love Metallica's music, but this does not paint them in a good light for me. It's similar to when they went after Napster. They were already millionaires. They didn't need the money. Yeah, that was going to be my question for you. I, I would imagine they're doing okay financially, so they need to bilk a few extra dollars out of their fans. Yeah, this is this is basically just screwing their own fans over who helped them become millionaires and, and live their dream. So, you know what, Metallica? This sucks. Take a page out of the Kiss book and make your mm. tickets available to all fans at a reasonable price. Right, and is Kiss one of those groups that tries to control uh, scalping and... I know well, there's some bands out there that they just, oh, I guess they just sell them so cheap to begin with. Is I can the, tell you, everybody badmouths Kiss for being money-grubbing, just grab every cent they can sure. get. There's, Gene Simmons has a Kiss coffin for sale. Yes, so. but I can tell you, if you want a Kiss ticket when they were still touring, you could see them for 20 bucks last time they came around. Okay, and it, and it wasn't 20 bucks because the last time they toured was in the 1980s. No, I'm talking about, like... That was just a few years ago. Two years ago, whatever. Yeah. You could. You, it was affordable to see Kiss because they understood that the fans made them who they were. Hmm. So I say, Metallica, get your crap together. Yeah. And I don't want to swear at you, but I'm, <laughs> I'm darn close. You got buddy. the message. Get the message. Lars is one of them. Yeah, and this that's funny because it makes me imagine Lars is out there in his tennis shorts outside the stadium oh. with that sign that mm-hmm. says "Need tickets," mm-hmm. and just like. Hey, buddy, you need tickets? <laughs> I got your tickets right here, man. Yeah. Seems so friendly, too. Yeah, they do. And on stage, they seem like, you know, they're one of you. Yeah. That's their shtick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went from living in a van, right? I mean, that's from the early days. They were living out of a van, and now this. They've forgotten where they came from. Yep. So since you uh, bring up Metallica, I want to tell you something. I don't know if you heard this story. There's a woman in British Columbia who thanks uh, Metallica for having saved her life. And they're not... <laughs> Not in a way you probably would ever guess in a million they, years. They saved her life? Yes. And in fact, in here, she says, uh, she says, I think she says, oh, she, she hopes to be able to contact James Het- Hetfield one day so she can thank him for saving her life. You're never going to guess what this is. So I'll just tell you, she was walking somewhere, let's see, outside of Duncan, British Columbia, and she realized she was being followed by a cougar. And so at first... Like, a, like an old woman? <laughs> Yes, an old, attractive woman. An older, you know what's funny? To us, it's, you mean a woman our age? <laughs> an attractive woman our age? Yeah. So she's, at first, and there's a, she has a video of this part where she's just like, hey, kitty, hey, hi. And it's, it's, it seems to be, I don't know, maybe 60 feet or so from her. They don't probably measure it that way in British Columbia, but, but whatever it's the appropriate. Yeah, it's in meters. Whatever the appropriate likely. meters are. So she says, okay, hey, go away. She literally says, go away, bad kitty, bad kitty. And then the video ends because, <laughs> because she's dead. <laughs> no, because she realizes, uh, she lived to tell her story. She realizes that it's, gonna, it's following her. And instead of he, heeding her warning of bad kitty, which is what she said. Well, uh, actually, in my experiences, most cats yeah. don't speak English. <laughs> so if you want to get a cat's attention, yes. you have to speak in Spanish. Oh, I thought you were going to say you need to speak in meow. And gato. No. Oh, okay. See how see the see. difference between cat and gato? Yeah, I see. You got my attention. Right. Maybe I'm part feline. So she realizes, hey, this cougar is still coming at me. So what she does is she stops videotaping it wisely, and instead she thinks to put on the loudest song she could think of that she has on her phone, and it happens to be a Metallica song. Ooh. It's not from the 80s. If you're yelling at a cat, go away, kitty. Yep. You're probably not going to play anything from the 80s Metallica. Really? Yeah. Because they got louder in the 90s? 
No, because they were way better in the 80s and louder. Oh, I see. So I'm going to guess if you're stupid enough to wave at a cougar and say, go away, kitty, I'm going to say it's probably something mainstream. Hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and guess this in three guesses. Okay, all right. So and the song it was successful. The song she played was I guess boisterous enough to scare the cougar huh. away because as soon as it started playing, the cat ran off. All right. So based off what I know, she's what jogger. She's 45 years old. She was walking her husky. Okay. 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 Uh, out for her usual evening walk. That's all it says. So it's just something she does. It seems every evening. Okay. Walks her dog. All right. So based on the information I have, yes. I'm going to say my first guess is Enter Sandman. No. All right. So my second guess. Do you guess, want a year this came out in? No. Okay. No, no. I'm using deductive reasoning. Okay. It's the basis of all Sherlock Holmes <laughs> yes. investigations. So, Thank you. man, mm, fuel. Is it fuel? It's not fuel. Let me see if it tells you. So she obviously downloaded oh, it on purpose. Here's a clue. This is her quote. I thought it was the noisiest thing on my phone that would probably scare it. That was also the message I wanted to convey to the cougar. Uh, that's going to be... Don't tread on me. That's it! Yes! yes! Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Very good. Okay, and I thought it would be interesting to find out because, you know, first of all, I think the first rule in fighting off a cougar is avoid places that cougars go. Don't... Yes, um, the local bar... Okay, no, no, we're, we're still talking oh, about wait, the oh, cats. No. Yeah, Darn, not, the cat. Not people our age. So, you know, don't go anywhere a cougar's going to be or a bear or anything. That's the first step. But in the, event, in the eventuality or the, you know, happens to be you run across a cougar, I want to know if this works. I want to know what I need to put on my phone. Because right now I, will, I don't have any Metallica. I will download Don't Tread on Me. Well, I would say if I was going to try and scare an animal away, I'd play some K-pop. Okay. See, now, because that stuff when my daughter fires it up in the car, because I let us do it in the car, it yep. makes me want to jump out the window. So, <laughs> so if I want to scare you away, I'm going to get K-pop. Yeah, get some K-pop. All right. So here's what I want to do. Right. I've, I've downloaded "Don't Tread on Me." Yes. And I'm going to bring one of my cats into the uh, rumpus room here. Play mm-hmm. it for the cat. See if the cat runs off in terror. All right. Or, or, or at least leaves. Okay. That's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to leave the microphone here just so I can get this going on my phone. All right, right now, Will is um, looking for his cat that's orange. It's kind of fat. Kind of reminds me of Garfield. So he's going to play the cat some Metallica. Okay, here we go. Garfield's ready. So he's got the song playing. The cat seems indifferent because I guess the cat just doesn't care enough about Metallica to be worried about it. So we've determined that house cats are not like cougars, right? No, boo. Moving on. Going to go over to my, my, my good friend, Ron Howard. Oh. I, I wish he was my good friend. Yeah. But um, he has a company called Imagine Entertainment. Sure, of course. They've been around since 1986, him and a buddy of his that he worked on on the movie. Splash? Uh, Night Shift. Oh, Night Shift even. Okay. Yeah, Night Shift, uh, 1982. And the two of them from that made their own company. So Brian Grazer. Yes, Brian Grazer. They've decided that they're going to be the center of the streaming era of entertainment. Oh. What makes them think that? I don't know. Yeah, but Competition's just, tough. Yeah, but, I mean, they're, they say it, so it's Ron Howard. And obviously, their company has done like 60 movies just for Universal. Wow. And two of those movies from the 80s are Willow and The Burbs. Oh, yeah. So, you know what? If they say they're going to do it because of those two movies, because I love The Burbs and Willow. Yeah, those sure. are two of my all-time favorites. 
I'm going to have to say, you know, get on board. Get yeah. ready because uh, Imagine's going to take over the uh, streaming thing and Netflix is just going to bottom out, I guess. So I wonder, you know, like one of these, a lot of these streaming companies, the first content they make available is the stuff they made, right? So Disney has one coming out. It's all the Disney stuff, et cetera, et cetera. So that would be, yeah, one place to find the Burbs and Willow and a bunch of other Ron Howard films would be pretty cool. Yeah, they got a bunch of new stuff coming out, according to them. Um, you know, obviously they're very hush-hush on what they're up to because if they're going to dominate the market, you can't just right tell everybody what you're about to do. Surprise! But yeah, it's that whole, hey, guess what? I'm about to just dominate you, but I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And then you're going to go, ah, man, I should have seen that coming. I've been dominated. He he totally gave us the the warning, and we still couldn't do anything about it. But yeah, that's it for my 80s news. You got any 80s news, or are you ready to move on to what comes next? So yeah, that was 80s news. You know, we still need an outro, even if it's just the regular one backwards. There you go. That was it. All right. So let's see. Maybe we should thank some of these. I got like a bunch of pages So yeah, here. I thought it would be fun. So we posted on Facebook, you know, we want, we would thank everybody. We've got, so in the last couple of weeks alone, we've got 400 new followers on Facebook alone. So we're so grateful. Um, you know, we joke partly that we made it past seven episodes because what Ray said was a real statistic about other podcasts. We'd love to thank you all, but not everybody wants to be thanked. People probably don't even want others to know that they listen to this show. It might, you know, maybe they'll seem old. Well, yeah, there's people who don't even know that we actually host this thing that know us. Oh, there's that too. So we invited people to like a certain post if they were willing to let us butcher their names on the air. um, And and Ray has volunteered. Yeah, once again, I apologize. I'm going to go ahead and just apologize in advance for some of these names. Because I'm sure I'm going to find one on this list. That I can't pronounce. I was going to say I'll help if I, if I can, but I don't know that I want to. Mm-hmm. It's just more fun for me. I'm sure You'll it be is. great. All right, so. So here's a list of folks that uh, we want, among the many others that we, we certainly are grateful for uh, participating in the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to do some of them now. I might save some of them for later if I get Ooh. tired. <laughs> because <laughs> reading is hard. Yeah, it is fundamental. But also hard. It's also hard. They leave that part out of that sense because originally that's what it said. Yeah, we re- reading is fundamental, but also hard. <laughs> Make an acronym out of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. So we got Tanya Cordell Monroe, oh. Jeff Henson, Mike Hudson, Greg Sexton, William Crow, Kara Stanley Glockner, Susan Urizar. Oh, okay. Gian Velasquez M. Yeah, it might be John, but yeah. I can't tell. It's a G I A N N, so yeah. I'm thinking Gian. That's my guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. Go I'm going up. with John. And, well, you know what? I apologize yeah. for that one because I don't know. But if you could hit us on the Facebook and give us the yeah the fanatics there, we'd love that. Uh, Georgia Raydell, Ramon Leva. Hmm. hmm? That's, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I see. So yeah, let's uh. Let's hit this page. Stacy G.S. Bubba? <laughs> I think that might be an alias. Yes. These might cool. all be aliases. Oh, that's true. Lee Hunt, Scott Ward, Jens Beatty, Jessica Holiday Burkett, Julio Ariaga. Nice. Teresa Kaminsky, Marie Reich, Will Malinowski. That's, I think yeah. I nailed that. Yeah, Sean Murray, Alex Ambrose. What are you doing on this list, buddy? All right. Um, 
Darla Shield Johnson, Brett Thonsberry. Man, I know this guy personally, and I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> this sucks. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dan, but uh, Dan Calabasca. <laughs> no, no. Calascabetti? That's not even the order of the letters. <laughs> if you sound it out, you'd be able to get it. Oh, uh, shit. Um, no, that's it. You're just it. Calascabetti. Yeah, Dancy. <laughs> hey, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> Nancy Shrek, uh, Kathleen C. Burke, Chris Foreman. That sounds familiar. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's another one. Man, these C names always get me. Hmm. Martin <laughs> Siliberto. Oh, nice. Very good. Laura Leahy Chambers. Doing great. Roseanne DeCanto. Mm-hmm. Leah Giddings. <clears throat> All right, here we go. This one was purposely last. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I, I, mm, Can I take a guess? Yeah, you take the guess. I think take this might one. be Shane. Shane Storer. I don't think so. Hey, Shane. I think it might be Shana. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Now, I, you can see in the picture Shane is a man. That picture's tiny. Well, I can't well, tell. I saw the, uh, when I printed it out, I saw it bigger. It was oh, clearer. All right. So let's say Shane. Well, once or, again, anybody's yeah, name that got messed up, send it to the Facebook. That was only partly fun. And then uh, in the August wrap-up, I'll take care of it and fix it I for you. I thought that would be a lot more but fun. But more importantly, thank you all so much for uh, following us and listening to our little fun podcast here. So thank you very much. Thank you. And now we're on to the next topic. Yeah. Which would be, let's see, what I got here? Oh. Um, Rick Springfield's on tour. Oh. The man behind such mega hits as Love Somebody, Don't Talk to Strangers, I've Done Everything for You, and the mega, mega hit of his career. Yes. Jesse's Girl. Jesse's Girl. And before that, he was a big star on soap operas, right? Dr. Noah Drake oh, there you go. on the General Hospital. Very good. Mm-hmm. You had the name ready and everything. I didn't know that much. I told you I did extensive note taking oh, this right. week. Um, I'll post a picture of my notes. For the Facebook page. I don't page. think anybody wants to see that. But um, it sounds like I've got like a notebook full of stuff, but I really just have some scribble on a page, which I'll take and, a picture and of. And it looks like a page you've used many times for different things. Um, yeah, there's things scratched, scratched out I and, mean, you and are, whatnot. You are truly green. You've gone green. You use this one sheet of paper over and over again for many episodes, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's stuff on the back. <laughs> I can see it from here. There's a whole show back there. There's a whole, yeah, there's a whole show on the back of this page. Yes. But, yeah, Rick Springfield's on tour, and um, probably we should make, if he comes to Cleveland, we should go see him. Well, I was going to ask you, would he be someone you'd want to see? I do love Rick Springfield. Oh, really? I, I don't know that I can tell you. You just named songs, and I don't think I can name one back other than Jesse's Girl. Yeah, I think it's he's got a cool story. Uh, he got screwed on his first album, by the way. That uh, that uh, Pat Benatar, her boyfriend, the guitar player, oh. uh, Gerard something or other. Um, I don't remember his name, but yeah. the producer didn't let Rick play on his first album guitar. Uh-huh. He had Pat Benatar's boyfriend do it, and he was furious, and he never forgave him for it. Okay, I thought you were going to say maybe he got ripped off money wise or something like no, that. No, no, no. He he had a fantastic time they just told him you're not a good guitar player or maybe he had to pay for overpriced metallica tickets that made him furious oh yeah that would make him furious too if he was one of the guys that got screwed on metallica tickets if he's only learning it now yeah he'd be mad because he's rick springfield uh another uh, another little bit of news for you i saw this survey 
that said 80s metal kids grew up to be just fine. <laughs> We're all well-adjusted adults now. You know, you remind me, I mean, look, there's so many times, I don't know that we do this to our kids now, I'm trying to think, I don't think so, that so many times it seemed like in the 80s that parents told us what we were doing was, uh, the devil was involved, literally. Yeah, yes, and your whole life is going to be screwed up if you keep listening to that garbage and acting that way. Your, yeah. your life's going to be ruined. I remember being told I'd get arthritis from, you know, breaking on the, you know, from dancing on the street. Mm-hmm. So many times we scared our, tried to, they, they tried to scare us out of doing something and... It just made us want to do it more. So, so 30 years later, we have the proof now. So now we have proof that, that everything we're telling our kids not to do, we're going to look like jackasses <laughs> in 30 years. So what is this based on? Uh, it sounds like an onion headline. I mean, No, it's not. It's, it's an actual thing they did. I only read the headline because it benefited me. So yeah. um, I read the headline, the first line that said, we're all good and well-adjusted people now. So. so you can quote that back to somebody now who says, you know, Ray, I'm really worried about you. And no, I, no, no. I'm good. I'm good, man. I, there's a study done. Mind. It's right there. I'll, I'll give you the link, and you can read it and tell me what it actually says. So, so yeah, that's cool. And then here's another one. I read this one a couple weeks ago. It's uh, Bob Ross's paintings. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I saw, I saw this. Yep. Yeah. These things are in crates in a warehouse. You can't even buy these things. Yeah. Every painting he basically has ever done is just sitting there. They're not protected. They're just in crates. I looked not too long ago to try to see, just for curiosity, you know, what the value would be or what the cost, because I thought, you know, this was before he, I mean, he's had a resurgence now where you see young kids yeah. walking around with him on a shirt or people cosplaying as him, but I, I I don't think I could find any online, or maybe there was one or two, and they were actually quite expensive, several, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Um, I don't remember where I was. I, I had seen, I think I, 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 you know, I hate my, I don't like when I, I'm telling the story and I don't even, <laughs> it sounds like I'm making it up at the, at well, the spot. Here's the best part because I, I read about this. Okay. Um, any of them that are sale for yeah. sale are fakes. Oh, wow. So really, you mean you literally all the- purchase a Bob Ross painting on the open market. So- Legitimately, it is impossible. That's, well, then yes. And then I did see, you know, not too long ago, again, tens of thousands of dollars, a quote, Bob Ross painting was yep. for sale. Yep. Or sold. Yep. Because at one time, um, experts would tell people, they would bring the paintings and say, this is the Bob Ross. I bought this. And they would go, no, it's not. Because mm. we got them all in these crates right here. <laughs> so sorry, but you got screwed. Wow. I'm glad I didn't buy that one. Yeah. That would be awful. <laughs> it would have been cool to have here. No, I guess not. Cool. The, the the only thing I can say that is really cool, my my youngest brother actually has an autographed picture of Bob Ross because he sent him a letter telling him how awesome he was, and he sent him the, the headshot signed oh, back. That's so nice. It's actually really cool. I wish I had thought of that. Yeah. We used to watch Bob Ross all the time after school. Yeah, me too. Very relaxing. So, yeah, uh, moving on. Um, July 7th, 1981, President Reagan nominates... Sandra Day O'Connor to the Supreme Court of the United States, making her the first woman to ever be on it. Oh, here we go again. She's also... I should probably explain why. <laughs> now it sounds like I'm against women being it does. on the Supreme you, Court. You're a jackass. No, uh, but, um, no wait, hang on. She's a also a breast cancer survivor, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> now it sounds like I'm pro-breast cancer. No, what I'm remarking to myself is... You know, this sort of, uh, I guess a couple of things. One, I expect you to do whatever you can to avoid anything political. I picture that. I really wish I knew how to doctor up that, that Mario jumping through the fire, that thing that's going around <laughs> and have to say, you know, Ray Dollett dodging politics on. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. But the other thing was, I'm recalling the last time we did this wrap up, the other female seemingly oriented achievements. Oh, oh that's weird. 
because yeah. that didn't even dawn on oh, me. Oh no, I was of course doing not. This. Yes, of course. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I've seen how it made light of an important achievement. Yeah, don't you suck. Yeah. Um, she retired in 2006. Sure. And in 2009, Obama, yep. President Obama, to be specific about yes, who he is, not a different one. Yeah, I don't want to confuse people and yes. you know them not understand what I'm talking about. Gave her the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I don't know what that means, but yeah. it sounds really important. Yeah. So, so in 2006, so she had served some odd number of years, 30-something years, I guess. A long time. 20-something years. But 2006, yeah. 25 years. But once again, it's not on a post-it note this time, but it's on the page. Yes. Oh, I see. So you do remember what I'm referring to then. <laughs> <laughs> you I don't remember know Sally Ride was on a post-it note. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, so take that. Which brings me to the highlight... Of any July in the history of mankind. I cannot wait. This story is about a man named Larry Walters. July 2nd, 1982. He gets into a lawn chair yep. with 43 weather balloons oh, no. tied to it <laughs> and takes flight. Huh. He is known as Lawn Chair Larry. And he cuts the string and he's supposed to be tethered at 100 feet. Okay, right. But the tether line breaks. So now as he begins his journey... <laughs> it's unintentional journey, right? He didn't mean to no, go No, this is on purpose. Oh, so when was... he was 13 years old, he wanted to be an air uh, a pilot. Right. But his eyesight, he found out would keep him from doing that. So, he's at the army surplus store and he sees balloons on the ceiling and thinks, "Someday, I think you could fly that way." Now, th- I did not make this up, by the way. Yeah. This is a legitimate person. So, he's strapped into this lawn chair wearing a parachute he has a pellet gun, a CB radio, sandwiches, some soda, and a camera. There is nothing holding him into this chair oh. other than himself. So when you said he was tethered and the tether broke, I thought you meant he was tethered so the, he didn't fly anywhere. The chair anywhere. is tethered to the, the pickup truck. Oh. So that he would, they could test it at 100 feet oh, okay. to see how it was working. Okay. So... It just snaps, and off he goes into the sky. I see. So he over wanted, California. He wanted to do this journey eventually, just not yes. at that moment. Because they were going out. to call, you know, all the um, the officials and let them know, hey, I'm taking off in my backyard in California, <laughs> and we want everybody to be aware I'm up there. Yep. So he takes off from San Pedro, California, in his backyard of all places, and it, and his girlfriend said. He, originally, he wanted to do it in the Mojave Desert, but his girlfriend convinced him to do it there because the hospital was a half hour away. <laughs> so he gets into the sky, and he has an, uh, uh, the altimeter or the thing, and he's at 16,000 feet before he knows it in a friggin' lawn okay, chair. Wait a second. Now I've got to call nonsense no, on this story. This is real. Can I'm you even... You. You, wait a second. Planes... What do planes go? 13,000 feet? Two planes saw him. <laughs> two actual... But... Planes. The reason when you're on a plane, you know, you've got a pressurized cabin you're in is so you can breathe. How yep. is he breathing at 16? He would have blacked out, I think. He said it was really cold. So <laughs> That's the proof. <laughs> that's the proof. No, planes physically saw him and reported it back down I to see. L.A. airport. Like, you're not going to believe this. So he starts to panic, right? And he's up there. So the, the pellet gun is obviously to shoot the balloon so he can land. Of course. So he begins shooting the outer perimeter balloons I've, so he can descend. I've got to call nonsense again. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've seen this in a no, Bugs Bunny cartoon. I swear to God, this is real. So he shoots the balloons and drops the gun. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so now he's fine, but he's descending. Okay. So he's now finally descending. <laughs> the funny thing is like, well, there's so many funny things, but you would think the first moment he would think I'm screwed is when he comes off the pickup. But no, he uh-uh, has a pellet gun. Him. So he's not he's worried. Ready. It's got to be only after he drops the pellet gun. He's like, I am screwed. So um, eventually he floats all the way into uh, LA's airport. Oh boy. He's in their air jurisdiction yep. now, but he's descending finally. So he's kind of happy about that, but then he gets into the power lines. <laughs> and I swear to God, this is not made up. I, I could make a story up like this, but this is <laughs> awesome. He gets stuck in the power lines. His chair rips the power loose and causes a 20-minute blackout oh, no. <laughs> through L.A. <laughs> he climbs down unharmed through the power Please lines. Please tell me he's immediately hit by a bus. He's immediately arrested. Oh, okay. And charged, his fine was $4,000. That sounds pretty cheap. And for, then uh, it was reduced to $1,500 because they didn't have any laws against, like, balloon chair things. So they had to reduce it. <laughs> and if anyone would like to know more about Launcher Larry, he's on YouTube. Um, there's some great videos. He actually was interviewed by David Letterman. Which I watched that interview. It's hilarious. It's awesome. I wish this guy was hanging out with us, but unfortunately, his life came to a very, very tragic end. Oh, but that didn't happen in July, so I'm gonna <laughs> not bring it up. So, this was in 1982, you said? Yep, this was 1982. Okay. And once again, much like Richard Pryor, I don't know how this got by me. Yeah, but. well, I never heard that story either. That's crazy. I certainly don't but remember yeah. that. Imagine. Yeah, I mean, I could actually see like um, our me and our buddy Rob. Yeah. I could see us doing this in his backyard. You could see you talking him into it, getting in the lawn chair. One of us, at least. <laughs> I think we we're dumb enough that I think we would try this. Hmm. But yeah, okay. So, I see a potential video coming. So up. yeah, I think we may have to uh, one up him and try to get the seventeen thousand. Yeah, I would rather feet. you not do it because I enjoy doing the podcast with you once again. He had a. He gave us the blueprint. He had a parachute. <laughs> you know what you got to do? You got to tether that or tie that <laughs> that pelican onto you. So if you drop it, you can fish yeah. it back up. Oh man, that would suck. But you know, even the parachute. A parachute you can't deploy unless you're. I don't know. Several thousand He's feet. Sixteen thousand feet. <laughs> but that wasn't the plan. That, that was an accident. The, no, that was an accident. But so good. I wonder, if, <laughs> I wonder if it was really even a functioning parachute. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he talks about it on the Letterman show. Oh. His girlfriend bought it for like three thousand dollars or something. It's a real parachute. Wow. It's like military grade or something. But yeah, he's a fun guy to talk hmm. about. And then um, the last little bit of news I have for July. Arnold Schwarzenegger's birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. Arnold. And um, I just want to talk about what is your favorite hmm. role of his? Wow. Because I, I have mine. Yeah. Obviously, it's Conan. Okay, of course. I should have I guessed that. Um, I don't know. You know, and I don't, I guess for me, he's like kind of the same guy in every movie. So it's just, you know, he's either the funny version of it or he's the serious action version of it. Mm-hmm, kind of like mm-hmm. we talked about Kurt Russell. There's sort of the two, Kurt Russell's a good actor though. Yeah, but I love Kurt Russell. There's a suit of two modes. So I'd have to think of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I don't know what that would be. I mean, I think I'm going to just say off the top of my head, Terminator 2, I think mm-hmm, is mm-hmm, my favorite one. Arnold movie, but it's not because of his performance. He probably does more acting in quote-unquote acting in Conan. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. But yeah, my, I, I, you know, Running Man's a, a good one, too, for me. But then, um, it's not an 80s movie, but yep. I do love True Lies. Yeah, that, see, that... That uh, movie is amazing. I'm going to have to say happy birthday, big man, because 
You made us a lot of good movies. So I've got something for you since you bring up Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger's nice. birthday. I've got clips from five Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Oh, sweet. And I'll see if you can identify what they're from. We okay. know I'm super good at this stuff. So, um, Yeah, so, and, and, and because you're a fan, it, it may be easy yes, for you. I okay. hope so. So in no particular order, here is clip. Hopefully his, his accent's a little different in each one. <laughs> well, you know what I thought of doing is just having them all be I'll be back from the different <laughs> movies and see if you could do it, but... <laughs> In the interest of actually having you get any of these yeah. right, okay, All so right. here's clip number one. I'm a cop, you idiot! Oh, what is... Are these 80s movies, oh, though, you, or just you know, across the board? Uh, well, that's fine. Oh, no, this wasn't. Okay, so, yeah, all right. So, okay, these... I, I should clarify. These are not necessarily 80s movies. I should have inten- I should have thought a little more uh, carefully about oh, that. Oh, no, that's fine, Okay, because I think I can get this one. Okay, yep. I think it's Kindergarten Cop. Yes! Nice. That's right, yes, Okay. And knowing that now that... Yeah, I'm ready now. Knowing that one may not be in the 80s, there's another one I might have for you. Okay, but, uh, okay, so here's another one for you here. Clip number two. I ate green berets for breakfast. Ooh, is that Commando? Man, you're good. I thought these would choke you up. I didn't go with the <laughs> obvious ones. You're like, okay, here's another one. Consider that a divorce. Ooh. Oh, really? Wow, I didn't that think this one would stumped me, stump but you. I'm going to go with Predator. <laughs> It's probably not, but... It's not. It's actually from Total Recall. Oh, after shit. He, that uh, that dis- makes perfect sense. Dispenses with, uh, what's her name, from uh, Basic Instinct. Yeah, that makes... Yeah. Cherry yeah. Stone. All right, and let's see. I've got uh, two more for you here. Here's one. For us, there is no spring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, less, let me think here. Less obvious ones. Uh, I'm going to say twins. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually Conan. Ah, oh, man, come on. Yeah, that's Conan. I, you know, I couldn't go with the Lamentations. Yeah, you couldn't one. give me couldn't that. that. Be, you say that all the time. <laughs> uh, okay, I got one other for you here, one last one here. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! <laughs> <laughs> my first instinct would be to be Jingle All the Way, but I'm going to go with... Uh, Predator? <laughs> nope. That's actually... Oh, a, Red Heat? Uh, no. It's, Damn it. It's actually from Running Man. Oh, man. It's when he's talking to the Richard uh, Dawson character yeah. about um, the contract or whatever. Mm-hmm. These were super hard. All right. I'll throw in a bonus one, and maybe we'll... I don't know. We'll see if we'll leave it in or not. Because I had five. Five's a good number. But here, here's another one, because I have another one. Put that cookie down! <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jingle All the Way? <laughs> that is Jingle All the Way. <laughs> all right, so you you passed the Arnold Schwarzenegger test with flying I, I, colors. Yeah, I passed it good enough. Yes, you did. Do we have anything else to talk about? I think that's going to wrap up July, my man. Yeah, okay. So, uh, in closing, we proved... We actually we proved that there are people who listen to our show, even <laughs> oh, though yes. that we can't pronounce most of their names. Excellent. And um, I think that's all we proved. And that there was some cool things that happened in July in the 80s. And prove that we're grateful. Yep. We'll talk to you next time on The Idiots. See you.